Welcome to this very disturbing episode of the South Mims U podcast. It's disturbing because I'm speaking to you from the midst of a dictatorship, and it's one I didn't even know I inhabited. Yes, it's the village of South Mims here in leafy Hertfordshire, just north of London in the United Kingdom, but according to our expert in workplace studies, Phoebe Damarist, the university itself is a dictatorship. Isn't that right, Phoebe? Well, you're exaggerating ever so slightly. Is that possible? I mean, to exaggerate ever so slightly. I'm being polite. You've actually missed the point entirely. Oh, well, then illuminate us. What do you mean by your rather arresting phrase, you might live in a democracy, but you work in a dictatorship? South Mim, Hertfordshire, the United Kingdom, are, nominally at least, part of a democracy. We can vote for different layers of government, we can hold those who rule us to account, and we are equal in the eyes of the law. So we live in a democracy? Yes, we do. You might not like the governing party or the way the country is going economically or socially, but you are free to object and say what you want, within reason. A democracy, warts and all. A few too many warts for my liking. But in theory I have an equal voice when it comes to trying to change that. But at work? The moment we sign a contract with an employer, we leave the democratic realm of civil society and enter a dictatorship. By that token then, I'm right. We're sitting here in one of South Mimu's offices, and so we are speaking from the heart of a dictatorship, right? To a degree. SMU is still a very enlightened employer. But yes, in the end, we are subject to the rules of the university, and our employment contract gives the people who run the university the right to fire us, change our working conditions without really telling us, and expect us to work more than the hours stipulated in our contracts at the rate of pay decided by them for their own reasons, and without much chance of redress, should we disagree. But, I mean, we're free... We're still free, aren't we? Not really. We are subject to what Professor Elizabeth Anderson calls private government. Private government? We are governed for most of our waking hours by a private institution, a private entity. In our case, that's the university. In the case of anyone with a job, that's the company or organisation they work for. Okay, I mean, that's life, that's work. If you want a job, you have to sign up for all the rules and duties and demands of the job. And the company you work for sets those rules, duties and demands. It's just how it works. Yes, it's how it works, but it's not freedom. It's not democracy. You can't vote to change the rules, duties or demands. You must do what the boss says, or the boss of your boss, and their boss, and the ultimate boss, the CEO, or the chairman, and the shareholders. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but, but that's just how it works. That's what people in the Soviet Union said. It's what they said in the Eastern Bloc before the fall of the Berlin Wall. It's what they say in North Korea. (laughs) That's going a bit far, isn't it? No, it isn't. Professor Anderson shows that most workplaces are like communist dictatorships. All economic decisions are made at the top. All appointments to managerial posts are made from the top downwards. And when you sign an employment contract, you cede the right to say what you want, when you want and where you want. You can't go where you want without the permission of a boss. You can't make decisions about what you do and how you do it, or you can, who you can share your ideas with. In fact, if you have an idea while you're at work, it's not your idea. That sounds like North Korea to me. But we're all just... I mean, we're all just used to it. Exactly. 
It feels natural. Like in North Korea, for many people, it feels natural to be ruled by a fat narcissist. Right. And that's true of most Americans too. Oh, steady on. Sorry, but the USA is a strangely delusional place. They celebrate entrepreneurship and being free to say and do what you want, but they have one of the highest rates of people working for large corporations and subject to stricter employment contracts with the least ability to fight back against arbitrary changes or exploitation. And yet they all think they're free. They're not. They spend most of their waking hours in a dictatorship. Are you sure? I'm sure. It goes back to the Industrial Revolution. Before the coming of large factories and huge firms, there was an ideal of the independent worker or craftsman or boss, a boss who might employ people, but who would basically do the same work as the people who worked for him. The rise of the large enterprise separated workers from management and, to make the most of economies of scale, de-skilled individual workers and made them more like well, like slaves, except they got to go home. Now, now that is too strong. Slavery? No, that's cheapening your point. Perhaps, but I don't use the term lightly. If you fast forward to Henry Ford in the 1920s, when he introduced mass production and innovated with the $5 a day wage, it looked like he was making things better for workers. But he also started what his company called the Sociological Department. What was that? It sounds like a research group but it was research into the behaviour and morals of the workers. Ford believed that you only deserved the $5 a day if you lived the way he believed you should live. A bit like how in Italy at the same time, Mussolini demanded women have more babies and that men should be more masculine. So Henry Ford was a dictator? He was. Don't get me started on his anti-Semitism or the fact that he was admired by Lenin, Stalin and Hitler. OK, OK, that's a good point. But this isn't the 1920s or 30s. I mean, we've moved on. Have we? I'm sure. Well, I'm sure we have. Haven't we? Not much. It's all a lot more subtle now. Now you can be fired for a bad tweet or something you post on Facebook, which means what you say and post are being monitored. You're not allowed to be who you are. In many cases, your sexual orientation counts against you, your political beliefs even the hobbies you have. Surely not. Surely they do. Anderson highlights a provision in the Affordable Care Act, which was passed during the Obama administration. Also known as Obamacare, right? Yes. When it was first passed, it included a provision which allowed employers to impose a 30% premium penalty on their workers if they did not comply with company wellness schemes wellness schemes? Many companies have these schemes where they hand out fitness trackers and, in quotes, encourage workers to, you know, do 10,000 steps a day, climb the stairs instead of use the lift, or go to the gym a few times a week. They also have policies about diets and how much alcohol people can consume in a week, or the need to abstain from any kind of drug, including marijuana, which is, after all, legal in some American states. But you can just say no. I mean, a wellness scheme isn't part of your job, right? Well, it is if the company says it is, and the company's diktat is final. Teachers in West Virginia a couple of years ago went on strike when the state legislature decided that they should all use an app which tracked their movements. They won. But many companies tell their workers that they will be more productive if they're fitter and slimmer, if they take more exercise, which is true, but why should the company tell you that you must be fitter and slimmer and take regular exercise? I mean, that's up to you, right? Yeah, it's the right to be a slob. 
Well, you don't have a right to be a slob in the modern workplace. OK, so I'm getting images here of the Hitler Youth and all those firm, athletic, blonde boys and girls from an early Lenny Riefenstahl movie. OK, now you're going a bit too far, but you're getting my point. In the UK, it's a little different, though. We don't get our health care from our employer. Some workers do, especially managers. But in any case, they have to comply with these rules and many other rules. In fact, your entire working day, your entire working life is based on thousands of rules. So just quit then? And where do you go? Well, I, I don't understand. You need to work. You can start your own business, but that's hard and fraught with financial danger. You can try and find a job with an employer that's less, let's say, dictatorial, but you'd be hard-pressed to find one. It all sounds terribly depressing. It is. It really is. Anderson shows how just leaving a job is a bit like being able to emigrate from one Eastern Bloc communist country so long as you go to another one. You can leave one dictatorship, but only to join another. You could go self-employed, but nowadays that can mean just going on a zero-hours contract like a delivery driver, and your every movement is tracked, plus you don't get any employment rights. It's getting more and more totalitarian. OK, so what's your research about? How digital technology is only going to make things worse. But digital technology is supposed to free us. I mean, to make us more flexible, better able to work when and how we want, right? That's the dictatorship's propaganda, yes. But it's a dark future. How so? I went undercover to the largest firm we have locally, Borker Agricultural Industries, which has its global HQ in Hatfield. Huge firm. Pays well, I understand. If you're lucky enough to get on the executive development programme. It's a total gulag. Uh, explain. They have created what they proudly call the Digital Workplace 4.0. 4.0? That's a bit strange. They skipped all the other versions to make it sound better. How does it work? The entire building is run by artificial intelligence and machine learning. So to work there, you have to wear a smartwatch at all times. Soon, they say, they will implant a small chip in your arm. But that's only being prototyped for now. You're joking. It's in their annual report. When they announced it, their stock prices went up by 10%. OK. So, this smartwatch? It connects with your phone, which must be a company phone. You're not allowed a personal phone. Can they do that? It's being challenged in court, but Bulker's lawyers are stringing it out. It'll be years before there's a judgement. So the workplace is totally run by AI. And it learns who you are and how you work and what kind of conditions are perfect for your optimal personal productivity. So the temperature in a room gets cooler or warmer, depending on your profile. The lighting changes to suit what you like. Oh, and, and does it know that I need a coffee at 9.30 and a minty Oreo to get me going? It does. That's exactly what it does know. So when you walk into the office, the system greets you and directs you to a kitchen, cafe area, where the coffee of your choice, cappuccino, double espresso or black americano, is waiting with a minty Oreo dispensed as you approach a vending machine. Awesome. Not so awesome, because the Oreo comes with, a, with an admonition to keep your wellness programme and warns you that there will be sanctions if you don't willingly desist from eating that Oreo. You're incentivised. That promotion you want, you won't get it if you keep eating those Oreos. But that's good for me. I mean, to stop picking out on Oreos at work. It might be. But you're being instructed to do it. The dictatorship doesn't like you eating Oreos. But the machine is dispensing them. I mean, right there in front of me. It's how dictatorships work. Look at Hong Kong. Sure, you can protest, but your life will be ruined. 
no job for you, no jobs for your relatives, ultimately you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Businesses can't do that, can they? Yeah. What about being told to go and do the MBA? Re-education, corporate brainwashing, do that online training or else. Is this true? We recorded it happening. In fact, we recorded a scary episode where I had not done my 10,000 steps and not completed a task that had been assigned to me by my boss. The digital assistant that runs the whole building, it's called Boris, wouldn't let me leave. But you can just leave. How can you not leave? The smartwatch is my pass. You scan it to get through doors and the gates in the foyer. You can't get a, in a lift without it. Oh, I see. And you recorded this? I did. I'll play it for you. That is not possible. Phoebe Demarest, your 10,000 step target is still to be completed. As you know, we are better and more alive when we achieve 10,000 steps here in our state of the art offices. I'll get them done on my way home. That's okay, Boris. You can let me out. Sorry, but you have not completed the report that Mr. Cord requested at 9am and asked to be on his desk by 4pm. This must be completed. Also, that extra mint oil you consumed means that you must have 4,000 steps to your daily exercise. All lifts will be closed to you today. Thank you, Phoebe Demaris. We are all better together when we are happy and fit together. No, Boris, I need to go home. Um, my child is sick and he needs me. According to our records, you do not have a child and I suspect that you are lying to the digital assistant which is contrary to your contract of employment. This has been immediately noted in your personal database. Let me out! Together we are stronger and happier as the company conquers international markets with improved efficiency and innovation. Please return to your workstation where I have already opened the relevant Excel spreadsheet so that you can complete your assigned task. I'll take the stairs. The stairs are out of bounds to you at this time. I need to go to the restroom. The restrooms are out of bounds and you have made eight visits to the restrooms which is above the average number of visits and, as such, suggests that you have either a condition you have not reported to us, or that you are attempting to avoid completing your assigned work. This will be noted, and you will have a wellness and motivation top-up session with Mr. Cord at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Let me out, you digital bastard! That's horrifying. How did you get out? I completed the work. It was the only way. Then, of course, I resigned. And you say that's the future? It is. But not at South Mims U, right? Well, you never know. <laughs> OK. Well, dear listeners, I'm sure you will never look at your office or your job in quite the same way again. And now it's time to end this podcast and take a well-earned rest. I am sorry. This podcast must run for another 5 minutes and 23 seconds to fulfil your contract. Oh, my God. Let me out. Let me out of here. (laughs) 